NRM Performance is proud to present the audiobook of Thorn by Holland L. McCarthy. Thea Morgan has always been an outcast in her tiny village of Brel. Her only companions are her pet turtle and the mystical colors she sees. She knows she is different, but doesn't know how or why. One day, she meets a mysterious stranger and steps inside the enchanted world of Thornwald. In this extraordinary place, Thea learns the truth about her past and discovers a legacy that has been waiting for her since she was a little girl. Are you looking for the perfect fantasy novel for your entire family? Look no further than Thorn, filled with colorful characters, adventure, and hope. Written by Holland L. McCarthy, Thorn is a delight for all ages. Listen now on audible.com. Seriously, I, I wouldn't hurt anyone. Oh, Bobby, I'm sure you wouldn't. Just like you wouldn't ever try to rob your family blind, either. Uncle Edward, that wants us to be quick. Yes, I'm sure it does. In the words of Galileo, what goes around comes around. <laughs> I'm going to go make us a nice cup of tea. Tea? I don't think I'm that thirsty, Uncle Edward. Uh, me neither. Oh, you'll like this tea. As Mary Poppins says, just a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. <laughs> go and open the door. I do not like this. What if he catches me? You're so spineless. Are you all right, Sonia? You look stressed. Bobby, what's going on? Where's Edward? He went to make some tea. I'll go talk to him. Oh, hi, everyone. Hi. We have Harold with us, too. Thank goodness we found him. Poor Quint. Oh, my. Are you all right, Mr. Stalls? That's a nasty bruise on your head. Oh, I'll be all right, darling. Let me just have a sit down over here on this couch. <sighs> That's better. What happened? Are you all right, Harold? What happened to Santa Quint? Nobody move! We have all the answers. Myra, maybe don't yell so much? Yes, save your voice, please. God, Mom, leave me alone. <sighs> Uncle Harold, oh my goodness, your head! You poor thing. 
Oh, Rebecca, I'm so glad you're all right. After I got that horrible phone call, I was just about worried to death about you. Call? What call? But I'm fine. No need to worry. And that's the last time I'm going to say anything about that to you, Conrad. Now, leave. My, this looks like quite the party, as Winnie the Pooh always said. <laughs> Harold, my, you're looking a, a, a bit banged up. I'm not going anywhere. Conrad, enough. Yes, Elspeth. Edward, darling, do have a seat. I'll be glad to put my feet up, as Laurence Olivier always said. Let me just hold on to my tea. Good. I think everyone here probably wants to say something from the looks on their faces. Sit tight, Edward. Oh, he's not going anywhere. I would just like to say, in the event that for any reason we end up not holding the pageant, which I do think is a mistake for the record, I will be happy to step up to the plate in my role as Miss Christmas Emeritus. Laurel, I think we have bigger fish to fry. I would like to start by saying that, as the mother of the innocent and helpless victim, I really need a drink. Joanna, let me get you some brandy. Would anyone else like a cocktail? Oh, mm -hmm. yes, Absolutely. Please. <laughs> please. Oh yes. my God. Me too. Oh my gosh. I'll get yes. many. I would love one. I think you should drink your tea, Bobby. <laughs> a tea a day keeps the doctor away, as Dr. Oz always says. May I start? Why, Miss Salinger, that would be wonderful. Of course, she would get to go first. First off, I owe many of you an apology. I came to this town for a fairly secretive mission. I was looking for a special person. And luckily I found them. My name hasn't always been Slate Salinger. I used to be called Sally Gray. And I was a child star in a show called Christmas Town USA. I don't really have time for this journey down Slate or Sally's memory lane. I'm sorry. That we all need to hear this. Go on, Slade. The show was wildly popular and was filmed here, if you remember. But there was a tragedy and a person's life was ruined. More than one person, Slade. You're right. You're so right. Ellen, you want to tell them more? My sister and I were both on that show. I was a stand-in for Slade and my sister. But there was an accident. It wasn't an accident. It was murder. My sister was given a present, a neatly wrapped Christmas present. She was so excited. We were only little girls, so presents were the highlight of our lives. I was, as I said, just a child. I was envious of all the attention my sister got. She was a star. And I was always in the shadows. So we got into a fight over the present. Everyone saw. I pushed her. She hit her head. There was so much blood. I can't believe oh this. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Sounds terrible. <sighs> Look, I'm not sure what the point of all this revisiting the past is, but some of us have lives. Some of us are busy men. Conrad, you just don't like listening to women. Ever. I know from where I worked for you all those years ago. We are only good enough to do your dirty work. 
Oh, Sonia, so pretty, so stupid. Why don't you just sit next to your husband like a good little girl and shut up? Conrad, Sonia, let's calm down. No need to make a scene. You're distracting from Miss Salinger's story. You, Auntie Elspeth. So classy, so fake. You are the mastermind behind all of Conrad's little plan, aren't you? Why don't you tell everyone about your plan for revenge? About how you blackmail me with your lover? Oh, <laughs> what, what is she talking about? My Elspeth is an angel, a beacon of light. My poopsie. Oh, Conrad, lay off, will you? Sorry. Elspeth. What is she saying? Here, Edward, darling. Let me freshen up your tea. Harold, why don't you tell them? Uncle Harold, what is she talking about? Yes, I think it's time. Mr. Michaels is here to purchase Conger's department store because I invited him. As a Stalls, I'm a member of one of the founding families in this town and also a controlling shareholder. Whoa. Mom, you should have snagged him. We'd be rich and powerful. Hush, Myra. Oh my god, what are you talking about? Shareholder? Oh, that's... Conrad is a savvy businessman. Some would say a genius. Oh my god. And I knew he had his own issues with the Congers. Issues is a bit of an understatement. Why would you do this, Uncle Harold? You've always been the kindest person. Why would you want to give our town to someone else? Is it the jealousy, Harold? Because you couldn't have me all to yourself? Ugh, Mom. No, it's because of the evil. The evil that's been here all along. Yes, Laurel. The evil. That's a good way to put it. But it needs to be stopped. It has played games, pulled strings, ruined lives, and killed on many occasions. Killed on many occasions? But only Suki is dead. Or did I miss something? And poor Santa Quint. And almost your Uncle Harold. Yes, I did get quite a whack around the head. And your mother, Rebecca, pushed by a man. Man in the rain. Okay, that wasn't evil. That was a drunk in a car, Joanne. There was a man. I swear. I promise. Yes, there was a person. That wasn't an accident, Rebecca. It was murder. My parents were also killed. And even before that, my life ruined. My happiness destroyed. It all sounds like coincidences to me. I think you all just need to get out of this small town. Stop living on top of each other. Stop trying to make it Christmas 365 days a year. Get your own lives. Is that why you're trying to save everyone, Bobby? Entice them away from their forced happiness? I didn't write that letter. How old are you, Bobby? I'd rather not say. That's a rude question. He's 44. He just uses a lot of Botox. Sonia! So you were the one who wrote to me, and who wrote to Suki, 
But why? I wasn't even here. I only visited in the summers. The only reason I came back was to... Bobby? I found a letter. I was going to try to find out who wrote it. After that girl... Suki. Her name was Suki. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I thought it might be worth some money. Especially after I found a whole bunch of them. Yes. Letter writing. That's what ended my engagement with Harold. Wasn't it, Harold? We were so happy, too. But someone had done their homework on me. Me and my family's shame. You see, my family are wealthy. Unnaturally so. And we were in the jewelry business. But not the legitimate side. We've worked in smuggling for the better half of the 20th century. Someone found out. I didn't want to shame Harold. He was too good a man. So I ended things. And then my parents were killed. I thought it was a car crash. Oh, it was. A single vehicle fatality. No one could understand how my father could have driven straight off the bridge until they found the Christmas gift in the car and looked inside. I've been working on my long-range revenge plan ever since. It's definitely been the long game. And then when poor Suki died, well, it was time to start the wheels turning. My love, surely I wasn't a mere pawn in your scheme? Of course not. Not you. I must be really dense. I still don't have a clue what's going on. Let me finish my side of the story. Poor Ellen shoved her sister, and she did fall. Ellen was put into juvenile detention. Even I was accused of playing some part in it. That's why I changed my name. But you see, the childish fight shouldn't have turned tragic. There had been little gift-wrapped chocolates in that present. Chocolates that were poison. Which is why I've been spending so much time in stall suites. Who better to put poison in chocolates than someone whose family has owned a candy store for generations? Uncle Harold! They were indeed chocolates from stall sweets, but the poison was on the outside, a dipped mix with sugar. When Ellen's sister fell, it wasn't from being pushed, and she was dead before she hit the ground. I was a jealous kid, but there was another child who had a greater need for attention, who constantly was campaigning for more lines, more attention, who thought he was smarter than everyone and whose contract had been terminated after an unfortunate incident with some poison pen letters. And that was our dear friend, Edward Conger, the local child who had been given a chance to star in the show. Oh my God. <gasps> oh my God, what? Edward? <sighs> Do you know, this is almost a relief. This miserable little town, all you miserable little small-minded people. Is it any wonder I've had to find ways to amuse myself? Do you have any idea what it's like hearing your trivial little needs day in and day out? It's excruciating. And you're all just sheep. More like lambs to the slaughter, I suppose. You know, Joanne is a drunk, but she was telling the truth. I did push your mother, Rebecca. 
such a desperate woman, throwing herself at my brother like she did and then thinking he should care for her? She was never on our level. And after I sent him away, I thought it would be fun to <laughs> toy with her a little. So I wrote the letters, asked her to meet me, and then just a little push. <laughs> oh, you should have seen your face, Joanne. It's priceless. And then you, Rebecca, just as gullible, got yourself in trouble too, didn't you? And who helped you hide that baby and get it whisked away? Why, your Uncle Edward, of course. Baby? Oh, no, 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 no. <sighs> Oh, Joanne didn't ever ask questions about where little Shannon came from or her birth mother, did you now? I'm... she's... oh, I had no idea. Why would you help her, Edward? <laughs> because it amused me. That's all it's ever been, trying to find amusement. And then I even got to watch Rebecca fall for the same shtick as her mother. I was going to shove you under a bus and put you out of your misery too, Rebecca, my dear. But you already look so sad, sitting neglected and alone in that diner. <laughs> Why, it was simply delicious. You and your entire family are swindlers. You ruined my father. Yes, bit of a shame that was. He really didn't have anything to do with those trades or that entire embezzlement. It was so sad that it caused him to take his own life. And then here you come barging into my life decades later, thinking you'll hurt me by stealing my wife. <laughs> How little you know me! <laughs> I have always hated you. Yes, I realize that. He would have been happier with simpering Harold Stalls. Unfathomable. He is a fraction of my intellect, of my charisma. I had hoped you see that Elsbeth would have some of her family's canniness for crime. I, I found it fascinating. I bribed her into marrying me by telling her I knew, but would love her despite her criminal connections. And then I gave her parents that little gift. I got all of her inheritance, too. No prenup. That was my first sign that dear Elspeth was entirely a more basic model than her dearly departed parents. Sorry I didn't hit you a bit harder, Harold. <laughs> I, I thought I was finally quit of you. And stupid old Quint, too. He looked so surprised standing there. I knew once I'd seen him talking to Ellen that he'd remember the TV show and look for photographic evidence in one of his scrapbooks. Only took him four decades to put it together. What an imbecile. You did all of this to ruin our lives? Ah, dear Laurel. Always such a tryhard. I've never had to torture you, have I, my dear? You'll always berate yourself for never achieving all the things you want. I had some games planned for the pageant tomorrow. Alas, those will be postponed after this development, I fear. As for my dear nephew and his loving wife, I was setting Bobby up for the letter writing. 
Suki was entirely too smart and had realized about her sister's origins. Bobby was a perfect scapegoat. <laughs> you know, I've always, I've always loved people opening gifts, creating the paradoxical reaction between hope and ultimate disappointment is a delight for me. And it all started with your unfortunate sister, Ellen. You know, if you hadn't pushed her, my plan would have succeeded. She would have died from what appeared to be natural causes, and my character arc would have continued. But if I couldn't be happy, no one could. That's sort of been my rule of thumb. <laughs> Edward, I've recorded all this. It's over. Conrad and I signed papers to transfer Congress over to him, and he found the proof of the letter you wrote to his father, advising him about the trades. Well, not that it matters now. You've dug your own grave. You're not getting out of prison any time soon. <laughs> As always, I've been at least four steps ahead of you, my dearest. I've given myself and my niece and nephew here a hefty dose poison. It should be kicking in in about five minutes. Hmm, but that's where you're wrong. Conrad may be a rat bastard. Thank you. But he's smart. He and Elspeth knew where your little chemistry set was. I replaced everything with sugar water. That's why this tea is so sweet. Police, open up! What? No, what's going on here? No, 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 no. You have a right to remain. You can't be doing this. What's going on? Get your hands off of me. What, what? Elspeth, uh, what? Have a Merry Christmas, Edward. You'll have many to spend in prison. Murder in Your Ear is excited to announce our lineup of stories for season two. Coming in February, The Mysterious Affair at Styles, the classic Agatha Christie murder mystery. In March, return to Murder You. Strange things are still afoot at Central State with a fresh batch of students and murder. Murder in the Wings in April. The Alifayetta Community Playhouse is casting for its latest show. But tensions run high and secrets abound. Soon, someone is dead. Could it be murder? A night to re-murder. Prom night is always the most magical, unless your date ends up victim to a merciless killer and the only warning is a group text. Who's next in May? And finally, this summer. Romance, excitement, and murder abound when an eccentric crew and guests take to the seven seas in cruising for murder, coming summer 2021. We hope to see you there with new casts, new stories, and new murders. Murder in Your Ear is back. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram at NRM Performance and on Twitter at Murder Ear to get all the latest updates. See you there. <laughs>